0: surprisingly I believe waiting for your next mistake I put in work and watch my status escalate. welcome gone into on, the on, punt on, and pass podcast is, I'm your host I'm Drew Butler joined alongside by my ball, co-host Aaron on, Murray Aaron f- it is time college football is 11 days away that's right it's August 13th right now pretty interesting week before the week before we got a couple of games coming up next Saturday we will touch on those and we have some interesting storylines to break down only the way we can right here on punt and pass look college classes are starting aaron college camp fall camp is well underway college football storylines are in the news every single day i can feel it i can taste it i cannot wait if you can't wait either be sure to follow us on social media at punt and pass on twitter and instagram aaron is at aaron murray 11 and i am at Drew Butler, 13. Let's do this thing, Aaron. I am so fired up for college football season to be here. I know you are as well. You got a busy fall looking ahead of what's to come in 2019 we've got some juicy storylines though man the Kelly Bryant not getting a national championship ring from Clemson we will discuss that for sure how about Brenton Cox the former five-star linebacker who has left Georgia and enrolled at Florida and then Jaron Williams a local kid from the Atlanta area Central Gwinnett High School he just unseated Tate Martell he's been named Miami's Starter. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with a storyline? Do you want to talk about these games next Saturday? Or do you just want to ask me how I'm doing?
1: I know how you're doing. You're living the life right now. Yes, you're, you I always do. live the life. Just traveling around. I'm like, Drew, let's, let's get a podcast. Um, I'm busy. I'm in San Francisco. I'm in New York. I'm in Arizona. You're at the games. You're golfing. I'm like, you're in Chicago. I'm like, come on. And I saw your work. dad last week. He's like, yeah, Drew and I are trying out these putters. And they cost what, like fifteen hundred bucks for a putter, Drew? Like you're living the good life over there for these hey. little custom gonna knock you you felt me coming for you. So you gotta step up your putt game. So I, I understand. That's, I just I just ask that you get your co-host one of these putters as well. That's hey, all I said.
0: You know what? Shout out to my guy Nick at Bet Nardi Golf and Mike Viviano at Betin Golf up in Chicago, Illinois. Follow them on social media at Bet Golf. These guys, I think they're the best putters in America. If you're interested, go follow them at Bet Look at what they do. I've been using an arm lock putter for like five years now. I got a little like rendition of a claw arm lock. I call it the coleslaw. Aaron, you've seen it work in action. But check these guys out. Go follow them on Instagram. I tweeted them out, Instagram them out as well they can make custom putters and what they're doing for my dad is pretty awesome so when i get mine i'm going to tweet pictures out let everybody know and then when i take aaron out to golf and i beat his ass with my new putter i will let you know
1: true you've been telling me to take me out golfing for about two months now i'm I've just waiting home. i'm waiting for the insight or the invite gone. you know little athletic club action it's just it's killing me i read all these articles about how sweet of a course it is and just selfish. Absolutely selfish. <laughs> no, no, I'm I kidding. I, yeah, I know you got you know the, the baby girl, all the traveling, and yeah, I still love you, buddy. It's, it's okay. football season, though. I'm
0: home now, and I'm ready to talk about it. So let's talk about what I think was an interesting storyline from a week ago. If you're a punt and pass listener, you probably understand which side of the line I will fall on with this specific Situation, But Kelly Bryant didn't get a national championship rank from Dabo Swinney and the Clemson Tigers football team. They, of course, beat Alabama in the college football playoff national championship a year ago. If you remember, and we spoke about it extensively here on the podcast, he decided to transfer and essentially quit on his team after week four. Now, why after week four? Because he did what was best for him, and he wanted to preserve his redshirt season and get one more year of college football in a better situation for himself. Hey, we all totally understand that. He also, Aaron, if you remember, led Clemson to an awesome victory at Texas A&M in week two to keep Clemson's national title hopes alive. So, It's reported that Dabo did not give him a national championship ring. Social media obviously reacts accordingly. They're freaking out. Paul Feinbaum says it's petty of Dabo Sweeney. Then Danny Connell comes out and says this is going to hurt Dabo Sweeney in recruiting moving forward. I need to know where you stand on this particular situation, Aaron. Why in the hell would Kelly Bryant, one, want a national championship ring, or two, deserve one if he wasn't on the team?
1: I give this uh, comparison. It, it's it's very similar to me for our, our good buddy Steve Spurrier taking <laughs> yes. a ring for winning the AAF champion AAF championship, which, one, he didn't win the championship. Two, because the league folded. Two, they lost to Arizona at Orlando who, so if those two teams are the best teams, you would say Arizona then is the champion. So you really, how can you consider yourself a champion? So why would he want to ring? And, and I say the same thing for Kelly Bryant. Why would he want to ring? And I think he's, he's telling everyone the same thing. I, I don't need one. I wasn't a part of the team for the entire duration of the season. I chose to leave. I chose to not be a member to pursue my dream as being a starting quarterback in college football and then help me get to the NFL. So I, I'm fine with it. I don't think it's going to hurt anything. Trust me, it's not going to hurt recruiting. If if another coach comes into Clemson or goes into recruits home and says, "Oh, you, did you hear the news that that he didn't give him a ring?" They're like, "Who cares? He didn't finish the season off." Exactly. Like, I, I, I don't plan on leaving. If I commit to Clemson, I'm committing to Clemson. And, and who knows? I mean, we hope that people honor their commitment. It's not happening as much as we like nowadays. But it's not going to be a tool used against them. If it is, it's stupid. Clemson has everything going for them right now. Great coach, young coach, energetic. He's a great people person, incredible facilities, weak conference that they'll go 12 and out once again this season. So this is just, this is just, there's, there's not a lot of news. So we're just going to make some crazy stuff up and just start spitting out of our mouths. But uh, like I said, Kelly Bryant's moving on. I don't think he cares. I don't think anyone that Clemson locker rooms upset that he's not getting a ring as well.
0: I mean, here are my questions, and these are honest questions that I don't even think we have the answer to. Do we know for a fact that Kelly Bryant asked for or wanted a championship No, ring? we have
1: no idea. That he, I, I don't think he called and said, hey, no. coach, I want a ring. I helped him win a couple of games to start the season off. Here's my address here in Missouri. Send it to my dorm room. <laughs> no, he, he did not ask for a ring. He has moved on. Clemson has moved on. The media needs to move on. And um you know, listen, we've talked about Missouri's schedule. It, it, it's it's pretty cupcake, honestly. It really is. Those first eight games are cupcake. Obviously, they have to go on the road against Georgia. They get Florida at home late in the season when it's cold. So as a Missouri fan, you can say, hey, listen, you want a ring, go, go win one. Yeah. The schedule sets up perfectly for you right now to be able to compete in the SEC. Your two West foes this year are Ole Miss and Was it Ole Miss and Arkansas? So, so, not just the two worst teams in the West, but possibly the two worst teams in the entire SEC. Definitely Arkansas. We'll see what Ole Miss can do this year. Uh, They hired some great coaches both offensively and defensively, but that team's rebuilding their identity offensively, and they got to figure out the defensive side of the football because it was pretty embarrassing what we saw from Ole Miss Rebels last season. So, your schedule for Missouri is great. So, listen, Kelly Bryant, you want to ring? go win get one, one. yeah it's, it's it's all set up for you right now you got a good team and you got a cupcake schedule
0: but you do bring up a great point to my question of do we even know if Kelly Bryant wanted one? The answer is no. Nobody knows for a fact. Probably only Kelly Bryant and Dabo Sweeney do. And you say, hey, if you want one, go win one at Missouri. Your schedule sets up perfectly. The other question I want to ask you, and I don't think Dabo Sweeney would ever say this to the public, do we know that Dabo Sweeney didn't ask the football team? I mean, why not in a team meeting if Dabo said, hey guys, I have a question for you. What do you think about giving or we should have a vote on about should transferred players receive rings after the fact that they've transferred? The answer is of course no and I think anybody in a self-respecting team locker room would say no he wasn't here it's just like this Aaron for all the people that are listening to our podcast while they're in their cars working a sales job or you're at your cubicle dreaming about football season being here if you were to leave your job in quarter two right or in quarter one in this case with Kelly Bryant to go take a new and better job for yourself that pays you better benefits that pays you a higher salary that pays you XYZ Do you think your old employer would give you a year-end bonus? No. No no. It's the same exact thing. Decisions have consequences. And for Paul Feinbaum, of all people, to call Dabo Sweeney petty for not giving Kelly Bryant a ring that he didn't win, it's the most amazing thing to me ever. It is peak 2019. This is where we are as a society when we have guys like Feinbaum and Cannell saying that Bryant deserved a ring in which he played three games of the season for and then left. Look, Jalen Hurts would have deserved a ring because he was there the entire year. He helped Alabama win the SEC championship. Yes, he backed up two in the national championship game and then transferred after the fact. After the season, he still would have gotten the year end bonus from his employer if he would have finished out the year and then taken a new job. So I don't think it sets a precedent whatsoever negatively against Dabo Sweeney. I think it sets one positively, Aaron, because now people are going to say, hey, if I want to be a part of something special, I better stick my ass around and not quit during the first quarter, on my teammates and expect a reward in return. So I'll get off my soapbox. I love the move by Dabo Sweeney. I think it's insane that people would have a differing opinion. Hey, but if you have one, I'll listen to you. Tweet me or Instagram me at Butler 13 at punt and pass. Aaron, I'm glad you're on the same side. I was a little bit worried. Now I'm looking at you on YouTube right now, and you got your wedding ring on, so you have a ring now, too. Congratulations, my man. Thank
1: you, sir. Yeah, I'm just trying to be like you. <laughs> yes. I want to grow up to be like I did say for you. I want to grow up to be like Drew Butler. A lot of
0: people do, and I, I yep. respect mm-hmm. them. Hat tip to those people. All right, here's a story that I think you have a lot of feelings about, and you might even have a little inside intel on. This is, of course, about Brenton Cox, a former five-star linebacker from the University of Georgia, who withdrew from school and is transferring to florida your boy dan mullen your close friend christian robinson is the linebacker coach i know how about see rob just
1: you know coming in there and swooping up listen they need some five stars down there in florida so it's So what uh, happened here do you, have you throw, game throw, game? throw them a little something what was no the he, he, listen he, it's 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 free game we know it when these guys enter the portal it's uh it's free agency it's yep. it's that's what it's become nowadays in college football and listen at the end of the day brandon cox um from sources inside the locker room is a quote unquote, someone of a cancer. So at the end of the day, you got wow. a ton of great talent on the university of Georgia, a lot of young linebackers who have, have been pulling out. I mean, from, from hearing the news from the, the, the scrimmage the other day, the defense just dominated. They absolutely dominated. Even the one O line, they did a great job against those guys. And, and we're talking about possibly the best offensive line in college football. So I think this coaching staff looked at the situation and said, listen, this kid's been in trouble. He's not great for the locker room. We got a bunch of young, hungry, talented linebackers, outside linebackers. We don't need this, and and good for them, good for Georgia for saying we don't want to deal with this. Yes, your potentials maybe through the roof. It's kind of like when you and I were in school and and Isaiah Crowell. I don't know if you were there with So Crow, but oh yeah, incredible talent. But at the end of the day, listen, you got Todd Gurley, you got Keith Marshall. You know why? Why? Why have a third if he's going to be a cancer? Get rid of him and we'll get the we'll get the ball to these other two guys. And I think George is saying the same thing. We have plenty of other talent at the linebacking position. Let's not deal with one cancer that can ruin the entire unit. So and that is possible. Move on and then hopefully good for hopefully for him he he, he gets an attitude change. Sometimes you get humbled during the situation. We'll talk about another player who is getting extremely humbled right now uh, probably next <laughs> after this yes so we'll see him before is a great location uh he's going to be in a exciting defense down there with grantham he's going to be used in a lot of exotic ways and and hopefully he takes this year to redshirt to learn about himself and grow and and uh, go out there and dominate in the next couple of years and go to the NFL because he is talented. There's no question about it. There is a reason why yes. he was so highly regarded coming out of high school and, and when he had the opportunity to play last year as a freshman. He just needs to get the mental side of the game together a little bit too and mature.
0: That's the hardest side to get down, that mental transformation from being that top-ranked high school recruit to then having to perform and live up to those expectations in college, especially for a team, like you just said, Aaron, that is so deep. Even especially at the linebacker position, it's being noted that Jermaine Johnson, the junior college transfer, the junior college signee, has been killing it this fall in that same position that Brenton Cox was at, so he looks to be taking over that Jack position. He was the number one JUCO recruit in the nation last year, so you would think that he would be able to transition to SEC football pretty well. And of course, Brenton Cox has appealed to get immediate eligibility to play at Florida. I would highly doubt that that happens, especially after the timing and the conflicting reports about why he wanted to transfer, why he withdrew from school, the alleged misdemeanor uh, marijuana violation that he's up against with the potential suspension coming down the line. A lot of just weird stuff going on here. It's You hate to see a five-star go, but... As you said, one person could be that cancerous effect in the locker room, and it only takes one to ruin the rest of the team. So Coach Smart says we got a ton of depth. We're not going to deal with it. It seems like the team was on board with that. And Brenton Cox off to Florida. I don't think Georgia fans really have something to worry about, though, because it's going to take him a while to see the field in Gainesville, and I think by then Georgia will just continue to recruit and recruit and develop that talent on the field. Speaking of transferring, You just mentioned it, Aaron. Jaron Williams, a local product from here in Atlanta, Central Gwinnett High School, was just named the Miami Hurricanes starting quarterback over Tate Martell. How about Tate Martell? This dude transferred to Miami after Justin Fields transferred to Ohio State from Georgia. And I think he had transferred from where to Ohio State? This is his third transfer, if I'm correct. I have no idea what this dude's deal was. And once Manny Diaz, Manny Diaz, I don't know how you pronounce the last name Diaz, Diaz, the head coach at Miami, tweeted out to announce that Jaron Williams was named the starting quarterback. What do you think Tate Martell did, Aaron? He just didn't even show up to practice. This the kid guy is a joke. It's I unbelievable. Mean, go, back, go, back go back to
1: go back to go back to his high school, uh, whatever that quarterback show was, and just see the way he interacts around campus. In high school, the way he interacted with fans on Twitter and social media, I mean, just a complete, I uh, hate to say it, but just d bag I mean, plain <laughs> yes. and simple, not someone you want in your locker. When we talk about cancers, you can't have a cancer at the quarterback position because that's who everyone's looking to for leadership, for guidance, to hang out with. You're the cool dude. And I guarantee you showed up in Miami and everyone's like, who is this guy? I mean, he's little. He's like 5'11" and he's just full of himself. I mean, it's so funny. I don't know if you remember the the tweet he sent kind of at Justin Fields, but not at Justin Fields of, you know, don't swing and miss twice. Well, hey, buddy, you just swung and missed twice. So And and there's a good chance, I guarantee you, he thinks he's hot stuff and he's going to be moving on. Possibly, interesting, I was on with Sirius yesterday with with, uh, CC, Chris Childers, and he brought up the XFL, and and the XFL saying – they're gonna start targeting college transfers and JUCO kids. And I said, Great, but why do you want Martell? What, what has he done? What, what makes you think even the XFL would want this kid? were they gonna go back and watch his high school film? He couldn't compete in Ohio State. He chose to let to leave even before Justin Fields got on campus. I mean, you're talking about a kid who's been there. He didn't there, want to compete, knows the offense, knows the receivers. So he has a, a leg up already and decided he doesn't even want to compete in spring to give himself a chance to be the starting quarterback for Ohio State leaves and then loses a job to, I don't think anyone in the world knows who Jerry Williams was besides those in, in, in Atlanta who maybe watched him growing up in high school. I mean, when that news broke, it wasn't Perry, it wasn't Martell. I was like, who is this? Who's this Williams kid? Yeah. Uh, and for all we know, Tate Martell, and if not all we know, we've heard from reports of, of people at, at practice has looked awful, has just completely looked awful in fall camp so far these first two weeks. He could be the number three guy right now. So that's a major – I mean, he was swinging for a grand slam. You know, It was a 3-2 count, bases loaded, and he whiffed to lose the game right there. I mean, it was – it's pretty bad. So we'll see what decision he makes here the next week or so before that first game in Florida. If he sticks it out – or if, once again, he is in the transfer portal.
0: I mean, if you can't figure out what kind of character Tate Martell has, uh, I think you're not reading the writing on the wall. He did actually go to Ohio State out of high school. Excuse me, I gave you some bad information a couple of minutes ago, but get this, Aaron, originally committed to Washington, then he changed his commitment to Texas A&M, then he decommitted from Texas A&M, and then committed to Ohio State Red shittered at Ohio State, now transfers. He's at Miami, loses that starting quarterback job, and he's not even showing up to practice. I don't know if he showed up today. We are recording this on a Tuesday afternoon. But think about this. Justin Fields hasn't even been named the starter at Ohio State yet. Well, that's he's still interesting in a locked-in Gunnar, Hoke,
1: Supposedly Gunnar Hoke has been playing really well up there, which is which is crazy to think as you look at Kentucky and Kentucky's passing game last year with, with Wilson. You're like, uh you know, there there was no passing game anywhere close to to being in the building when Kentucky's offense was on the field. So to to, to kind of think Gunner Hoke is in there competing with Justin Fields, I don't know if I believe that. I, I just think it's talk right now, and, and maybe a coach trying to motivate his team saying, "Hey, listen, every position is open. We got a couple weeks of the first game. Everyone yeah. better step it up." I see Justin Fields being the starter day one, just because I think he's more of a gamer than a kid that will excel in practice because he's big, he's strong, he's fast. He can make electric plays with his legs. And and those are things you don't see in practice because, you know, a guy will run by him and and tap him and say, oh, you're sacked or you're down. Well, not in the game. I mean, he's too big or strong. He's like a Ben Roethlisberger, not that big, but he's a thick dude that he's not going to be brought down with just one hand. He's going to make some plays on the football field, that are like, holy smokes, that's some sports center top 10 stuff right yeah. there. So I think he's the guy. I, I'm not too worried about that up there at Ohio State.
0: To be honest, you don't really see that in the Big Ten that often either. So that could be a huge advantage for them throughout the season if Justin Field is able to produce at the quarterback position like most people would expect him to when he came out as a five star and then transferred from Georgia. Man, we're, we're 11 days away, and I know you got to run here, so we're just having a short little punt and pass primer to get you ready for the season. We'll be back, of course, next week. We're going to probably do two apps next week, Aaron, if you're down for it, because I'm done. Go. I got to go to Stanford for a conference this week. I do have to travel one more time. I'll be there from Wednesday to Saturday, you're killing but then, me, I'm, back, you're but then killing I'm back, and then next day, Saturday night, Miami takes on Florida, August 24th at 7 p.m., this game's at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. And when I see this, I just get so fired up because what does it mean? It means live bullets, baby. We are back in the gambling saddle. Florida right now, a seven-point favorite. The over-under sitting at 48-and-a-half. Let me just tell you Seven something point right favorite? now. Seven-point favorite? That's Give it? Give me the points. I want the Give points. Give me – no,
1: don't the points. Miami ain't going to score any points. Oh,
0: my – see? Miami wrong. ain't going to score. I love it. You're wrong. Miami might even win this You
1: game. think Miami is going to score points yes. with this Williams kid who's never th- – I think he's thrown one pass in his career? I
0: think there's a reason that they started him over Tate Martell, and I love – Because Martell sucked in mentality.
1: practice. That's why they started him. I Plain and simple. I love the underdog matchup. Martell came in during fall camp and couldn't get the job done. Plain and simple. Simple. I don't know if it had anything to do with Jaron Williams being really good. I think it was more the fact that Martel showed up and crapped the bed so bad that, like, we can't put this kid in here, you know. So I'm taking – right points. now I'm, I'm laying the points because I think Miami's defense will be decent, especially with that front seven. And we still have to see what Florida's offensive line is going to look like. But I am taking Florida with a seven. I give me. I think Florida wins this game ten to fourteen now.
0: Oh, really? Wow. Double yes. digit victory for the double Gators. digit are, victory for the Gators. You blinded by the blue and orange, dude. Coach. I am. Allen, I am bullish on
1: you are. on the Gators week wow. one versus Miami right now. How can you sit? How there can you and look feel confident me? with Florida's defense and the strength of Florida's defense, being those DBs and all this talk? Oh, all these guys have left and been kicked off. Their starters are really good. If Florida gets hurt. If a quarterback goes down, then they're in trouble. But their starting due of cornerbacks and, and secondary with Todd Grantham at the helm there, they're going to confuse Miami. And this young quarterback's his head's going to be spinning week one. I mean, he's already juiced up enough as it is for his first college game he's going to start. I think Florida goes in there and dominates this game now. Wow.
0: I mean there's a reason yeah. it's only a seven-point spread. I want you to look at me through the camera right now and say I trust. Off. I can't
1: see you. I you just can't see, the- see my- me? Logo. I just see the logo. What? Yeah, I just see the logo. You've been staring at my beautiful face. Can that you see me
0: now? You.
1: Nope. There you go. Okay. Now I, I want
0: you to look at me in the face before I let you go and say I trust Felipe Franks. Look at I me and say, oh my God. And now I want you to look at me and say, I'm not saying for the
1: entire season. I think <laughs> week one, I'm going to put my money on Felipe Franks and the Gators. All
0: right. I like Dan Enos. Dan Enos obviously went to Miami from Alabama. Yep. He's the offensive coordinator. For the Hurricanes. I think there's just a lot of fresh energy down there. I think it'll be a close game. Give me the seven points. We will discuss this more next week. But Aaron Murray, you love the Florida Gators. You're bullish. Week one. I'll just say that. Week
1: one. Week one. one. Right. Week one. Let, let, I'm going to see what the offensive line looks like week one. Give me a break here.
0: All right. I'll give you Everything a else will be nice. One more thing before we go. There's another game. Arizona-Hawaii. I just We'll talk about this next week, but the over-under is 70 points, baby. Oh, That's next yes. Saturday That's night. the one that gets me excited. I love it.
1: Yeah, Hawaii. Their quarterback. I love their head coach. That's a team that can put some points on the board right there. And so we got
0: Khalil Tate at Arizona. So that could be a fun Woo! Saturday night Woo! next week. We got uh, Miami, Florida, Arizona, Hawaii. We'll be back next week. Two episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Punt and Pass. Follow Aaron at Aaron Murray Eleven, and of course, I am at Drew Butler Thirteen. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We will be back next week. See you.